we need to have some fun today. Uh, I know that there's a lot of news out there, and but I, I, I was reading this weekend, and actually not just this weekend, but I've been reading, and there's just some funny stuff out there. So racism, sexism, homophobia are reaching like new lows. They are scraping the barrel for this stuff. What's funny, people you'd never think are beginning to call this crap out. Well, I think they are because they're getting tired of this stuff because this stuff is stupid. Let's talk about Megan Rapinoe and the unequal pay for women and the response from someone from some who could actually hurt her and her desires to get paid more money. Then let's take a look at some of the most idiotic racist claims that are being thrown out there this week. But first off, let's remember this because I'm not going to talk about it, but it is something we should be talking about. Listen. You saying Donald Trump, do you think he should step in? Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Good news. I got my first Pfizer shot yesterday. I am going to be in two weeks, 70% unable to spread the disease. And my next shot, February, or I'm sorry, April 27th, I'll get my second shot. And then I'll be able to see my father and my daughter. We'll be good to go. Um, So today, there's a lot of news out there. A lot of news. But some of this stuff is just so funny. I, I needed to cover it. We needed something loose. Uh, I'll hit the news tomorrow. For example, we got to talk about ye- uh, whatever Yellen talking about a global corporate tax increase. Um, we need to talk about the George Floyd trial, the Derek Chauvin trial, because I don't think that's going well for the prosecution. Actually, yeah, I know it's not going. When the defense attorney... Uh, decides to recall a prosecution witness, you know it's not going well. Um, But let's have some fun today. Let's talk about the backlash on this political correctness thing that is happening. The racism and the sexism thing. Because some of the stuff is just going absolutely insane. And it's it there is now pushback on all of this. And it's from unlikely sources. Now, granted, some of the sources I'm not surprised about, but it, it is kind of fun. Uh, so about two weeks ago, Megan Rapinoe, who is a lesbian who plays for the women's U.S. soccer team, was invited to the White House by Joe Biden and during a press conference started bitching about how women are not paid more than men. So let's listen to this small clip. And I know I've talked about this before, but it is a thing. And I hate Megan Rapinoe. And I may not, if she doesn't get kicked off the U.S. team, I may not watch women's soccer. And I actually like women's soccer, uh, especially of, of the national team. So, so let's listen to the clip. Four World Cup championships and four Olympic gold medals for the United States. And despite those wins, I've been devalued. I've been disrespected and dismissed because I am a woman. And I've been told that I don't deserve any more than less because I am a woman. You see, despite all the wins, I'm still paid less than men who do the same job that I do. Okay, so we've we've talked about this before, but I'm going to review real quick on, on some of the things because this is so stupid. First off, 
Megan Rapinoe's been in soccer now for about 15 years. We know her credentials, all right? We know she's won a lot of World Cups. We know she's won some Olympics. But she won them on the women's team. Now, that matters because people do not watch women's soccer or, for that matter, women's the WNBA or any women's sports. Don't forget, there is a women's professional football league that nobody watches. There is a... And, that's, and by the way, that's fine. I mean, there is an arena football teams uh, outside the NFL. No one watches that either. I mean, it, it, so these players obviously don't get paid. There is a there was a professional women's baseball team. No one watched. The, remember the Silver Bullets? They're gone. All right. The div, the problem is that it is about monetary income. In other words, when people watch, money is made, and the more money that is made, the more that can be spread around. Now, let's take a look at Women's World Cup. Women's World Cup, the Women's World Cup, the one that was played, I think it was in Jap Japan or something. I, I don't know where it was played, but the women, last Women's World Cup made a grand total of $500 million. Sounds like a lot. Well, the Men's World Cup played the year before made $4 billion. So the whining and crying about I we're, I'm not getting paid enough or I'm not getting getting paid the same as men. Well, the big problem is you're not getting paid the same as men because your sport is not making the money the men's sports are making. The WNBA has the same problem by the way. The men's the the NBA makes billions and hundreds of billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars. They can afford to pay LeBron James $30 million because the Lakers will then make a ton of money because they want LeBron James. Whereas the uh, WNBA, I don't watch WNBA, so the Sparks, that's the Los Angeles team. The best Sparks player makes 250000 Do you know why? Because there are literally like 400 people in the stands. No one is watching it. No one's watching it on television. No one is watching it on um, going to the games. Because no one cares. Because it's crappy basketball. A lot of people talk about the... Um, I got into an argument with this this weekend where I said the WNBA is unwatchable. Oh, no. It's as good. They, they're so... I, I love... Yes. They shoot so much better than the men. Um, no, they don't. They they are funda more fundamental. Yeah, I didn't want to watch fundamentals. I want to watch... I'm good at fundamentals on lots of things. That doesn't make me a professional player. I want to watch the dunks or whatever. I don't watch basketball anymore, so I don't really don't care. I don't watch the NBA either, so it's not a big deal for me. But it is the the it is the difference between the two. The men are faster. The men jump higher. Uh, there's a dunk in every third or fourth play. The women were thrilled. They actually had a dunk of someone who could dunk about seven, eight years ago. Now they dunk all the time. Well, I don't know. I just watched the WNBA. I didn't see one dunk. So that's the whole thing. Men's tip sports are typically more exciting. They're typically more violent. And they're typically more athletic. Women's soccer is the same way compared to men's soccer. The men are a lot faster. They kick a lot further. They're a lot more violent. They're a lot more aggressive. 
And it's more entertaining soccer, which is why the only time I watch women's soccer is during the World Cups, because I, I want to see the United States. I may not watch it with Rapinoe on the team, because I, I truly believe the last World Women's World Cup, the United States was embarrassing the way they were acting. They were embarrassing. I mean, everything from winning a game 14 to nothing, um, one gal throwing the flag on the floor so she could take a picture. I They were embarrassing. Okay, so it, that's one of the reasons why. And by the way, here's a newsflash. The women's soccer team actually earns more money in a percentage of the profits than the men's do. The women had actually negotiated a contract that said they would earn 13 or 14, I think it's 13%, of the take. And that would be spread out with to the women. Whereas the men earn only 8% of the take. And it's spread out among the men. Well, if you're looking at a percentage, which, by the way, the women did negotiate. So all her bitching about not making enough money is asinine on the face simply because um, look at look at you negotiated that price. So 8% of 4 billion is going to be a little bit more than uh, 13% of 500 million. That's not being devalued. And that's the other thing with the devalue is that um, she's worth $3 million. All she does is play soccer. I'm sorry. Here's something wild and crazy. Sports are not politics. Sports are not political. Sports are also not socially valuable. I stopped watching Major League Baseball. You know something wild and crazy? I haven't missed it. I just don't care. I It's Twitter where I get my sports news now. I, I heard the Dodgers have won five in a row. I, I, I haven't seen the Dodgers. I wouldn't know that. Considering the crappy way they played against Colorado um, last weekend, I, I wouldn't even know this. So... I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to hear it. But it's what she thinks about women getting paid the same as men. And by the way, that whole thing's been debunked. Um, Thomas Sowell debunked that back in the '80s. This is not something. Women are not getting paid seventy cents on a dollar. It is bullshit. Anyone who tells you it's true, they should talk to me, or they should listen to Thomas Sowell talk about it back in the '80s. It's on YouTube. Women are not getting paid 70 cents on the dollar. If women were getting paid 70 cents on the dollar, everyone, all businesses would be hiring only women because it's cheaper labor. And that's not happening. As a matter of fact, women with comparable, with comparable experience, with comparable education, with comparable time to work in the same job will typically earn the same as a man or more than a man. So it, it's BS. Okay. A couple things. A couple things that really drive me crazy too is the women's national team, with Megan Rapino on the team, played a U15 boys soccer team and lost five to two. The women, and I know it was just an exhibition game, blah blah blah, but you guys lost five to two against a bunch of fourteen-year-old boys. With that being said. So you can tell, probably the quality is not there as far as the skill level of the soccer players or the aggressiveness of the soccer players or anything like that. The speed, the strength, it's probably not there. And by the way, that's with the goalie. The goalie who won the last 
um, the last World Cup was actually the goalie in that game. So even the goaltending is not the same. And finally, last but not least, what's stopping Megan Rapinoe from trying out for the men's national team? Believe it or not, there are no bylaws against that. She could try out for the men's national team. Yeah, well, she can try out, but considering she's about a foot shorter than any of the men, she can't keep up with any of the men, she's not as strong as any of the men, she would have absolutely no chance. So there it is. I just said it again. I know I've talked about this before because Megan Rapinoe bitched about this about two week, two years ago. Of course, she blamed Trump for it, which is, it doesn't make, I don't even know if he likes, he doesn't even like sports. So I'm not really sure what she was bitching about. But here's the problem the woke activists are having. People are beginning to lose their patience with this crap, especially when an individual's income is looking to be redistributed to people who are not earning the income. This is especially true in the NBA. The NBA already supports the WNBA. They already give money. Now there has been talk about, well, players should probably take less money and give it to the WNBA players so they are closer as far as the, uh, as far as the salaries go. Well, this isn't working. Golden State Warriors all-star forward Dramond Green said he's tired of listening to female athletes complain about unequal pay. Okay, and he's got some great points here. So here's what he said, quote, You know, I'm really tired of seeing them complain about the lack of pay because they're doing themselves a disservice by just complaining. They are just complaining because they're not laying out steps they can take to change that. So it's coming off as a complaint because the people that can change it, they are going to continue to say, well, the revenue isn't there and the revenue isn't there. So if you bring, don't bring in the revenue, you can't up your pay, end quote. Which, by the way, is true. I mean, if you can't bring in the revenue, you're not going to get paid. That's, that's how it works. If I create a service and my service doesn't have, no one wants my service because my service is crap, um, are they going to pay me for that service? And if they don't pay me for that service, should I basically say, well, the reason my I'm not getting money is because of Amazon or some other service that's 10 times better? Right, exactly. So Dramond Green continues, quote, they're going to keep using that. And that's the equal, unequal, un- inequity is what it is. But the reality is, as true as that is, it's an excuse. Everyone says, quote, we support women, we support women, empowerment, we support women in the workplace, we do this for women, we do X for women, end quote, blah, blah, blah. Everyone uses it it to their advantage, and yet these women are not using these people who are saying these very things to their advantage. So when it becomes a complaint, it falls on deaf ears, and that's exactly what's happening. And this is because Dramond Green doesn't want to give up his salary for someone who is not, who he doesn't, he, he goes to the basketball courts and 18, between 18 and 30,000 people are watching him play basketball. Well, not anymore. The NBA's, the NBA's, uh, and forget COVID, the NBA's viewership is way down. All right. Basically because of all this woke political crap. Um, he's basically saying, why should I get paid less when these gals over here have 8,000 people watching their games. 
versus the 30, 18 to 35,000 are watching me play. Why should, should when I've got a viewership of 2 million people a night when I'm playing, why should I get paid le the same as someone whose viewership is 100,000 people a night? Great question. When the rubber hits the road and people have to sacrifice their own stuff, they're going to sit there and say, that's enough. That's enough. I don't want to hear her whining and crying. Do something about it. And you know what? He's absolutely correct. And that brings us to racism. And I love this stuff. I, because here's the thing. A lot of people can point to racism on certain things. Uh, and that's fine. I, I've seen racism when I used to live in Chicago. Um, I've, seen, I've seen it. I, I know it's there. But when you start coming up with stuff that's just like, huh? What are you talking about? And they say that's racism? Or they make themselves into victims of racism uh, because of, I don't know, pure nature? They're going to get pushback because insanity does not work. A lot of us see this stuff and say, this is insane. So this week... Um, I was reading some things about some of the most bizarre things that are being considered racist in our society. And I thought this would be kind of fun. So let's sit back and talk about some of the things that are being considered racist in society. So the first one is an article. I'm going to read some of this article. Is an article from The Guardian called, I was, only black, I was the only black kid in the pool. Why Swimming is So White by Rob Walker. And what it's just, it's an incredible piece because it was so stupid. I actually read this piece to Josie and Josie thought this was absolutely insane. She thought this was absolutely insane. And we'll get to that because Josie I, actually made me laugh like crazy. So let, let me read some of this to you. Quote, filmmaker Ed Akura was 53 when he learned to swim. And only then, through fear that his young daughter might get into trouble and he wouldn't be able to save her. Quote, I live near Thames. I near, live near the Thames. This is in England. And I said to myself, if anything happens to her and I couldn't help, I would never forgive myself. End quote. Until then, he's suffered from what, what he calls blackophobia, which is bi-aquaphobia a word he coined to describe the inherent fear black people have of water. I fear that's of, quote, very, very different, end quote, from their white counterparts, he says. Quote, with white people, it's usually to do something that's happened. Quote, I fell into water, there was an accident, end quote, something like that. But there are a lot of black people, myself included, that have aquaphobia and don't even know it. According to Swim England, the sports governing body, 95% of black adults and 80% of black children in England do not swim. And only 2% of regular swimmers are black. This article does get better, by the way. Uh, end quote. I'm, this is me talking. I actually read the entire thing to Josie while we were driving up for Easter. And Josie, who is Mexican, uh, started laughing and pointing out that she doesn't know one Mexican, including herself, that can swim. I asked her if she thought that it was because white people, of white people, and she said, no, it's because we fear drowning. 
So <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> but I also want to point out that he's not saying that it's a white this guy's not saying that it's a white problem that um that blacks can't swim. He's actually not saying that. He's saying it's actually water that blacks fear. It's not because of whites. It's the actual water. And he does bring this up later. So I'm going to skip some of the article. Go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com if you want to read it, because it's funny. So I'll continue. Quote, the cultural barriers to swimming, from Afro hair to dry skin to worrying about the myth that black people have heavier bones, are born of institutional and systemic inequalities that you see right across the aquatic industry, says I'm sorry, Daniel Obi, founding member of the Black Swimming Association, a charity which launched last year to tackle the lack of diversity in swimming. Okay, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, in other words, blacks get dry. Blacks have the problem with hair and dry skin doesn't happen when whites go swimming. I mean, and then the heavier bones thing. So how is this a white problem? It sounds like they've got a problem with water, not whites. It has nothing to do with it. Okay, I continue. With it. Our community perceives swimming as a white man's sport. Why? Because that's what they see. Obi says, arguing that, <laughs> that it's the same messaging you see in the Swimming Teachers Association of the Royal National Light. Boat Institute. Mind you, they don't say anything about what these people actually say. They just said, that's according to these two institutions. Well, what did they say according to those institutions that said blacks can't swim and this is why? And this is why whites swim. Okay, and this is great. This is the last part of it. Uh, she points to swim caps as a case in point. They were designed by Speedo 50 years ago for Caucasian hair. Quote, but they don't work for us because our hair grows up and defies gravity. End quote. <laughs> okay. <coughs> okay, this is so stupid. The design of freaking swim cap. Yeah, yeah, I got news for you. I don't care how nap. If you need to be a competitive swimmer, cut your hair. That's what competitive white swimmers do, too. Asian swimmers do that, too. Do you, did you see a lot of the swimmers out there in the Olympics? They actually shave their heads. If you don't want to wear a cap and you don't want your hair to get wet, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Caps are made for... Speedo makes caps not for style or concern about hair. They make the caps for for um, aerodynamics and water. That's all they're doing. Put something else in here. They got shower caps, for Christ's sake, that, that, that are... They look like bags on your head. You, they, Those are out there. Speedo is not there to make a shower cap. That to make a swimming cap that fits along hair. There are black swimmers in the world. Believe it or not, they shave their heads so they can swim faster. And Speedo makes shower caps, makes uh, swimming caps for that, to make you swim faster. And not to mention, it just, it seems like it's not really, it's not really swimming, the sport of swimming. And by the way, I just like to swim. It seems to me the problem is with water. It has nothing to do with white people. Hey, Newsflash, I didn't know how to swim. Now I'm a certified scuba diver, but I didn't know how to swim. Do you know what happened to me? 
They took me to a community pool. There was a swimming instructor in there, and they threw my ass in the water, and the swimming instructor picked me out from under the water, and I learned to swim. That's how I learned to float. I held my breath. I'm go. You know what? If they want to buy the crap that their bones are heavier, I don't know if they are or not. I, I, I'm assuming. I, I've never even heard that before. But they want to buy that their bones are heavier. Guess what? Fill your lungs with air. You float. It works the same way with blacks, whites. I've got, I've got a family member who's black, and guess what? He can swim. Why? Because dad, who is also black, threw his ass in the pool, and he learned to swim. That's the whole thing. Uh, just incredible. But that's the first stupid story. Uh, the next stupid story, this is awesome. There's a school called Ida B. Wells High School in Portland, Oregon. And you can tell right off the bat, Ida B. Wells, who is a, in, a black advocate, activist. You can tell where this is going and it's in Portland. All it needed to be was in San Francisco. They had a mascot. I think it was a Trojan and they decided they wanted to change the mascot. I don't know why. Maybe it's culturally appropriating Greeks or something. I have no idea. But they decided to change the mascot. So one of the things they thought was, you know, uh, um, Portland, Oregon has a lot of evergreen trees. You know, the big tree. So, I was thinking to myself, I cannot see anything more uncontroversial than a tree as your mascot. And it's not the first time a tree's been a mascot. The mascot for the Stanford Cardinal is actually not a cardinal, not the bird, but actually a tree. Because they have a lot of trees up by Stanford. It's not like they chose Redskin or Chief or Seminole or Bullets or any of the other controversial names in the world. They just selected a tree. Trees don't connotate violence. They just kind of stand there. Trees are free from controversies of sex and gender. Tree basically drops a pine cone and then a year later there's another tree there. I mean, there, there's... They appropriate no cultures because trees just basically stand there and that's all they do. Dropping pine cone and housing birds. Okay? But you'd be wrong. We'd be wrong to think that. The school administration actually put the vote on hold because there could be some racism. Maybe they need to rethink that idea of taking on a mascot of an evergreen tree. This is what was reported from the Portland Tribune, quote, But just before the Portland Public School Board of Education's vote to approve the new mascot, Tuesday, March 30th, Director Michelle DePass shared community concerns of unwanted correlation between Ida B. Wells, the historic black activist and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist who documented and crusaded against lynching, and a tree which could conjure up reminders of hanging people with ropes from branches. DePass asked the mascot committee if they considered the concerns when they were coming up with the mascot. Quote, I think everyone comes with blind spots, and I think that might have been a really big blind spot. No kidding. Trees need to be canceled because of racism. So trees are a representative of racism. Well, can I let you in on something? Then let's burn the living shit out of that 
uh, out of that uh, rainforest down in South America because that's something the left has been fighting for years. Well, now they're all ra- all those fucking trees are racist. Let's burn them down, right? What's the big deal now? This is this is stupidity. And by the way, no, it's not a really big blind spot. You look at a tree as a tree. Because people use trees for bad things. You could say that for anything. You could say cars are bad, knives are bad, forks are bad. You can you can point out to anything that, that a, a tool was used for that was bad and say, oh, see, it's historically bad. It could remind someone a bad thing. Oh. Okay, we're not done. We got one more. One more. And I... Diets are racist. This is from a television show, uh, a television talk show. Uh, just listen to this. You can't get access to good health care, good insurance. The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that. The racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. Okay, a couple of things before I go into the commentary here, because it's pretty, pretty funny. All the chicks that are actually up on the stage talking, especially this chick that you hear, um, they're all three bills or more. They're gigantic. All right, I'm pretty sure that these gals are not gigantic because they've been eating broccoli and uh, cob salads. I am pretty sure these guys may have... A couple of these gals are probably going to stop at Burger King after the show and pick up a, a happy... Uh, pick up a meal. Okay, so let's, let's not go into this. I also want to point out... Did you notice she said, even if we do follow the diet, we don't lose weight as much weight as white people. Okay, so she's right off the bat admitting that probably most people don't follow the diets. Um, yeah, I got news for you. Dieting sucks. A lot of people don't follow the diets, including white people. White people have a tendency of not following the diets. And here's the other thing. Sometimes diets don't work. And you need to start over again. And in the middle of your diet, having two Big Macs with large fries and a giant Coke probably is not going to help your diet. These gals did not look like they are fat because, I'm sorry, they are, they are gravitationally challenged because they, just the diets didn't work. I'm pretty sure they probably cheated. Just like I see a lot of white people who sit back and say, well, I've been dieting and I just can't lose the weight. Okay, well, I mean, so what are you eating? Oh, well, I had Burger King. Well, what? you're not supposed to have Burger King. Okay, trust me. I was, I once was overweight and I studied diet. I studied about diet for a very long time before I lost that weight. And it was, I tried several different diets. Some worked, some didn't. And I finally found a diet that I could actually live with. So that's not a thing. Um, as far as racism causing black people to gain weight because of the stress, that's just stupid. 
the one thing is the one reason is because we don't have that kind of racism that should be causing you to gain weight or have trouble losing weight. I would like to actually see what these people do because it is it is now some people do have physical abnormalities that make it very difficult to lose weight. I know people right now who are very heavy and they eat really well and they have trouble losing weight and that's because that's just their body. It's going to be very difficult for them to actually lose the weight. But to sit there and blame racism on the reason they can't lose weight, that's just stupid because we don't have the racism. And by the way, there wasn't an obesity problem with blacks back in the 50s and, and 40s when they when there was actually Jim Crow and real racism. There's actually more of an obesity problem in the black community now than there was back in the 40s and 50s. So that's that's absolutely stupid. And this kind of stuff that women are being fat actually shows is is counterproductive for these activists because being heavy basically shows that they have a lot of food and they have access to food. Is there an obesity problem in Africa that we don't know about? I'm pretty sure not having food is causing a lot of stress there. And by the way, there's still slavery in Africa. Do you have a lot of African slaves that are heavy? I'm pretty sure that is still stressful. And by the way, when I say slavery in Africa, I mean in Africa. There's still there's a slave trade of about a million people in Africa. So you don't see it. You don't see the oppression of women in the Middle East causing an obesity problem. Women are actually are actually experiencing sexism in the Middle East. They're they're not having an obesity problem in the Middle East. I'm pretty sure that causes the same type of stress that this gal is actually talking about. Um, uh, could they be fat because of their day-to-day diets and personal habits? Oh, but we can't say that because that means they would have to do something really crazy that our, cultural does, our culture doesn't want to acknowledge. Personal responsibility. Personal responsibility is hard because that means you're doing something wrong and you can't have that in today's society. Finding an excuse for personal failure and becoming a victim is much easier to digest. Much easier to digest than that Big Mac you just ate. It is a and the big excuse this year, this at this time in our in our lives, is racism. You can blame everything on racism. I just put a tweet that wrote roses are racist. Why? Roses are red. Red is the skin color of what we represent as a skin color for American Indians. American Indians are oppressed. Roses are culturally appoint, uh, appropriating uh, the Indian skin color representation, because I don't think Indians are actually red, but that's okay. And uh, therefore, roses must be racist. You see how easy it is to do all of this stuff? You know, Ford, GM, and... Uh, Ford, GM, and uh, whatever, American Buick or whoever, they're all racist too. Do you know why? They have white cars. White cars are actually very good sellers. Therefore, they must be racist because they sell a lot of white cars. You can come up with racism. That's a worse one than the roses thing. But you can, you can sit back and say anything is racist today. 
and just eliminate personal responsibility, make yourself a victim group. Okay? Here's the problem. The problem is everyone is beginning to push back on this. And who pushed back on it during the NCAA championship? Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, who used to be an NBA player for the Phoenix Suns and the Philadelphia 76ers, very outspoken, um, not extremely political, but everyone, but extremely observant. He's not the sharpest tool in the drawer, but he is extremely observant. And his idea, his ideas, I think, and he's not a, he's not a, he's not a conservative, but he's by no means a leftist. I think this guy is the standard libertarian here when it comes to human beings. All right. Doesn't matter if he's black. It's he has libertarian ideas and he constantly gets into trouble on TNN and TNT. TNT, TNN, I don't know what it's called, but he gets into trouble during his broadcasts on the NBA because he says things that aren't unreasonable, but are not popular in the culture. So this is what he said about race. Quote, I truly believe in my heart, white people and black people are awesome people. But we are so stupid following our politicians, whether they are de Republicans or Democrats, remember that, and their whole only job is, quote, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We've all got money. Let's make whites and blacks not like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. In other words, the only reason as politicians we have this divide between race is because politicians and the media are pushing this divide. Because the only way politicians can keep power, and by the way, I do have the clip, but I can't play it because I'm afraid I'm going to get nailed on YouTube for um, um, uh, trademark problems. So, I decided not to go for the article. He actually says it a lot better than his quote. But the idea here is that politicians are trying to separate the races. They're trying to make it so that if we are not joined together, black, white, Asian, Hispanic are joined together, we see how crazy the politicians are. And the politicians will lose power and their money. And I think he's absolutely correct. Charles Barkley, again, not the sharpest tool in the drawer. I, but the reality is he is a representation of the black community. And I'll give you a step further. He's a representation of most of America. That we don't really think like this. We can talk about things. We can talk about race and race. And we can actually make it so that race is not the primary focus. It has become the primary focus by people who want power and money. Do you know who else buys this stuff that Charles Barkley is saying? Shaquille O'Neal. Don't forget, Shaq was a reservist police officer in Louisiana. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he did. You think he's for BLM or Antifa or defunding the police? And he frequently agrees with Chuck. I think that's why Chuck hasn't been kicked off of TNT. Because... Chuck is that popular and so Shaq and they work so well together. The point is this is extremism 
is beginning to have a pushback. People are beginning to push back on this stuff. And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This Georgia law that people are beginning to boycott Georgia, um, people are pushing back. Uh, the trans issues, people are beginning to push back. This stuff is not going to go on forever. It's stupid. It's going overboard. It's insane. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And the normal American is saying this is crap. Democrats are beginning to see it. The Democrats are pretty... The reason the Democrats are really pushing everything right now, let's get, as, let's get $10 trillion done before 2022, because right now it's being already predicted. Democrats are going to lose a lot of seats in 2022. They're definitely going to lose both senators from, from uh, Georgia. The Republicans are really looking, if they can stay sane and they can push and push back, they keep pushing back, and Trump is helping here, they're probably going to take the House and they're probably going to take the Senate. This is probably going to happen, but we'll see. We'll see, and I hope it. I love it. This is great, and it's only taken 72 days of Biden being president before all this pushback has come through. And even Biden's new 2.5 infrastructure bill, bill trillion infrastructure bill, um, they think it may not even get through the House. They think there's enough pushback. It may not even get through. And they're definitely worried about the Senate. So far, the Democrats can't lose one vote and now, rumors have it, the Democrats are short five votes because the more moderate Democrats are saying this is insane. It's absolutely insane. And the numbers and the economic numbers do not work. So we'll see. Okay. Um, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and uh, Rumble. Uh, and you can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you can actually read these articles. You should read these articles. They're pretty awesome. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.